Welcome to the Industry Horror Coffin Cast. I'm your host, Nathan, and well, this cast is very familiar to all of you, especially around the Venture County area when it comes to sports radio and also with some stand-up comedy and also as a stand-up guy. And if you haven't listened to his comedy, you really need to listen to his comedy. I had a great time at the Oxnard Levity Live. It is Tom... I'm sort of retired, McLean. <laughs> How's it going, Nathan? Thanks for having me again, buddy. Uh, it's great to have you, Tom. I really look forward to these uh, episodes with you. I, I really do. And this time around, we're going to do more of a big game preview instead of, you know, the aftermath of the big game. I just wanted to switch it up a bit. Yeah, do a little bit of both. We have to come back and see how we did on our predictions. Uh, usually I'm not the best person. I'm one of those people that they're like, please, please, Lord, please have them pick the opposite team. Please. <laughs> I'm kind of like the Stephen A. Smith with picks. <laughs> Everyone prays, please do not pick my team. Please. That's why I'm going to have you pick who you think is going to win, and I'll come with, up with the score. And trust me, the score is not exactly what the internet script has in mind, but I think it's going to be more of, well, I go by a rule, Tom. I go by this rule. If the reporters make a big, uh, make a, if they try to make a big game out of it, it will not end up being a great game. But if they, I mean, if they try to make a big game out of it, it does not end up being a great game. Not even close. But if they don't make a big deal out of it, they don't make it, you know, try to make it as big of a game as it is, it ends up bizarrely being those classics. I mean, that's what happened to Super Bowl. I mean, the big game 56 last year. Right. I, because they they were like Bengals and the Rams. I mean, yeah, sure, the Rams, you know, they're playing on their home stadium. But otherwise, there wasn't a lot of, you know, hurrah, huzzah. And it ended up being a great game. Yeah, the Rams are kind of a team that's hard to get uh, excited about. They're uh, the roommate that moves out after uh, six months and uh, goes and gets a new roommate. <laughs> the Rams I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be saying that 49ers fan. Your 49ers are looking a little looking like a similar route to Andy Reid's as Philadelphia Eagles finding a way to get to the NFC Championship game but not being able to win the big game. Yeah, well, it's kind of hard to do that without your quarterback. So they, uh, you know, they kind of got deflated really early in that game. And then they just, when you, you know, you lose the Brock Purdy who all season long just kind of was this guy that came out of nowhere and, you know, really carried the team and, you know, losing him just deflated. You could see it on both sides of the ball. The, t- the players were deflated, and it just it, it just felt different from that moment. Except for George Kittle. George Kittle was very optimistic. Have you heard the NFL mic'd up uh, from that game? George Kittle was optimistic throughout the whole entire game. He even said at some point, hey, I'm Brock. Uh, can you throw with your left hand? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, that's kind of George Kittle's. Uh, that's kind of George Kittle's way. He's always Mister Positive, and uh, he gets a, his teammates fired up. And that's one of those reasons why he he got the big bucks, and that's one of the reasons why he got paid, you know, 
wide receiver money to be a tight end. It's because he he brings so many different aspects to the game, not to mention his blocking and everything else. I was kind of really surprised at some point they didn't have him uh, try it. They didn't try to do a running play with George Kittle at some point. I was really surprised. I I was thinking, man, they got to be really desperate having Christian McCaffrey throw the ball. Might as well go all out and have George Kittle do a running play and see what happens. Yeah, I don't. My theory on Kittle was, is that he is just now getting back to health because he was injured for a lot of last season, and I think he's one of those guys that kind of plays through. So I don't know if, uh, you know, I I hope they do kind of mix him in there because it's kind of fun to see when they when they mix it up and they have, you know, Debo coming out of the out uh, back, out of the backfield or they have you know. Um, Christian out there running a slant route or, you know, whatever, like, it, like it's a really fun, almost like, uh, you know, it is, it's, it's a, it's a form of the Bill Walsh West coast offense. Kyle Shanahan just taking it to another level. Use every weapon any way you can. Yeah, absolutely. You got to do what you can to have with uh, the players you have. So, you're probably not excited about this uh, big game coming up because on one hand, you have the team that ended up beating you, and then on the other hand, you have the team that ended up beating your team in the big game. Uh, last time the 49ers were in the big game, especially a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. Yikes. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, – I'm not – I'm not excited about this game at all. I, did, I, I felt like the Eagles kind of had the easiest route I've ever seen to a Super Bowl. And um, I don't know, you know, I don't know how healthy Mahomes is. I just, uh, I don't know. It's hard for me to get excited about it. And a lot of it is those ties to the 49ers and the, you know, that, not so much the Chiefs. That, that, that doesn't really bother me too much. The, the better team won that game. But the, the Eagles, that, the better team did not, did not advance in that game. Yeah, definitely. And people are keeping on saying that this is, uh, well, you have number one AFC versus number one NFC, but that number one AFC seed is under definitely some controversy. And because especially after, you know, the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals game, you know, being put on hold. And so the Kansas City Chiefs ended up being the number one seed. Um, It's kind of making me think, what if, uh, you know, the Buffalo Bills, like, I understand the circumstances, you know, I, I understand the circumstances and I respect that from both the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills, but the NFL really dropped the ball on that. Uh, no question about that. You know, they, they were just making up some ridiculous reasons on not having to find a way of continuing on with that game. I guess they kind of thought, well, in the script, it says uh, maybe uh, they're playing each other in the playoffs. So we, we don't really need that. <laughs> Yeah, they almost had to do a one one game playoff at a mutual site. Remember that? Yeah, they kept on mentioning that they, they over and over. Mercedes Benz Dome, Mercedes Benz Dome, and and I'm just thinking if the NFL really is scripted, they really gave us a red herring, didn't they, Tom? They sure did because I was all excited about that. I was like, okay, that ought to be fun, I guess. You know. <laughs> yeah, but the what is oh, it? go ahead. What what is it at the 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 Hall of Fame Bowl, the Hall of Fame game? <laughs> That's a mutual a neutral site. <laughs> yeah, playing in the in the Hall of Fame Stadium. I I guess I don't know. I don't know why. I guess there won't be enough. Uh, you know, enough room for attendance. You know, to fill up that 
especially if it did end up being the Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. I mean, especially the last time those two teams faced each other in the playoffs. Buffalo Bills around 34 seconds away from getting back into the big game, and they just couldn't hold on. Yeah, that's so crazy. It's hard, so hard to imagine. Yeah, so, okay, so we're going to be talking about a little bit of statistics-wise. Uh, uh, I'll give, be giving my explanation-wise of – I'm just trying to explain to my industry horror here so what's going to happen. So I'm going to explain uh, statistically how I see this uh, between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. I have a couple of friends that are Philadelphia Eagles fans, but I found out an Iowa Hawkeye is also – uh, playing with, at, with the Kansas City Chiefs, so I'm kind of torn right now of who to root for. Uh, I'm just rooting for a close game. You know, have a great game. Uh, I hope it ends up being a great game. I would not want it to end up being, you know, how they end up talking about, oh, man, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes based against Tom Brady with Super Bowl 55, but it's like Jalen Hurts facing Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is trying to, you know, make the Kansas City Chiefs dynasty. If the way that the reporters keep on talking, as I said before, and I'll say again, if they talk a big game, it will not end up being a great game. Yeah. Yeah, and my, my favorite is everybody's – they're, they're already talking about – Patrick Mahomes being the goat. Can we just like not mention anybody being the goat until they're retired anymore? Cause it, I mean, it's gotten so ridiculous now. Like dudes get into it. I mean, he's a great player, but like, it just seems to me like everybody, everybody wants to tag everybody a goat. <laughs> it's an overused word now. <laughs> I was about to name you the goat, but I guess I'll change my mind. If that you feel about that way. <laughs> that's definitely calling me the goat is definitely an overuse of the word goat definitely <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm but more of a goat in the traditional sense of the word you know the stubborn animal that smells yeah <laughs> i'm that kind of goat the one that smells and climbs on the roof i mean the closest thing that i could be goat is probably a goatee to be honest there you go yeah <laughs> I, I've been looking at these crazy statistics So the, the odds of this happening Is just very bizarre Of the team that wins the coin toss They end up losing the game And this happened nine straight times now wow. So whoever, whoever wins the coin toss Ends up losing mm. This happened nine straight times <laughs> It's just crazy that really is crazy, and you and it makes you wonder. I, I wonder if the uh, if the odds reflect that in the in the prop bets. Yeah, and and also kind of makes you think of. Uh, also, someone kind of pointed this out that most of the teams that ended up winning the coin toss, most of the time they deferred, so that way they could receive the ball for the second half. Yeah, right. To start at the second half, and. If you don't get off to a great start, it's kind of hard to, you know, to win if you're already falling behind. So kind of a more recent phenomenon, because I remember in the 80s watching the 49ers and I like if you won the coin toss, you wanted the ball. You want to start with the ball like that deferring stuff that kind of started a little later on. Yeah, definitely. 
I, I, I could definitely see that because if you won the coin test, you're like, give me the ball. I want to score first. I'm, I'm not going to let them score first. I want to score first. Well, also, too, you have the you're not guaranteed a number of possessions. Right. So you're getting right. guaranteed possession, you know, and that's the that's a, the first guaranteed opportunity. So if it's an odd number of opportunities, you've had more opportunities. So to me, I don't know. It just seems to me like it, you got you got to go for it. Yeah, definitely for sure. Speaking of going for it, a lot of people have been petitioning to have Mama Kelsey to flip the coin toss. And people are really going for it because you have Jason Kelsey and you have Travis Kelsey. And I mean, that's just this is the first Pro Bowl, I mean, for players, but the first Pro Bowl and since 10 years ago when we had the hard Pro Bowl. Oh, the Super Bowl, you mean? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the, yeah, the hard oh, Pro Bowl, oh. yeah. I thought you said Pro Bowl. You said Pro Bowl. Okay. Yeah, you're hard right. Bro, hard Bro Bowl. I was trying to be kind of clever because of Harbaugh and then they were bros, so Hard Bro Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I like how uh, how they both do the who's got it better than us, too. My kids felt really ripped off when they saw uh, Jim Harbaugh or uh, John Harbaugh doing that with the Ravens. They're like, that's our thing. That's what Jim Harbaugh used to do with the Niners. <laughs> like, well, they learned their dad so i mean it's you know they're both gonna carry that on <laughs> yeah so let's see here so let's look at some even more bizarre statistics that i've looked up the great thing about other uh, sports statistic places you know especially with cbs sports hq is they look up the interesting statistics and you just go on social media and go like oh that's an interesting statistic but i gotta give credit where credit is due because otherwise they're like hey you took that from us. That so I have to. PBS sounded just like them. What? I said when you said, hey, you sounded just like CBS Sports. It was the perfect imitation of them. <laughs> yeah. So it's just crazy to see like both these teams are 16 free. Uh, they have scored exactly 546 points. And they have at least won one game in Arizona this season, but that's not saying much because according to another source, that apparently the Arizona Cardinals have only had one home game win all season long. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't have a very good year. Which ended up ending the streak of the host site and the team being there at the same time has come it's over not even close they 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 couldn't make it plausible yeah they weren't even patient <laughs> yeah but for but for our listeners out there if you're wondering why should i maybe be a little bit psyched for this big game well this venue in arizona what has taken place well let me have you start out with the helmet catch, or as I like to call it, the great escape for Eli Manning, which led to the helmet catch, and then that led to the Giants' upset over the New England Patriots and the Miami Dolphins once again, pouring on the champagne that they were the only remaining undefeated team. Then, big game 49, okay. came close to having... What? Uh, do you mind if I add to that really quick? Yeah, sure. So yeah, I did of course. Go, go on, Tom. I did a walking tour of the Arizona of the uh, University of Phoenix Stadium, 
and uh are you is it arizona university whatever the stadium is i did a, a tour of it and yeah we went to university of phoenix now to calling it state farm stadium now Oh, nice. Yeah, so now that's where that that, that means uh, Brett, or not Brett Favre, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers needs to go there now. But uh, no, so I did a, a tour of the stadium and they brought us into both locker rooms and they didn't tell us anything about like where any of the Cardinals players lockers were, but they showed us which locker was Tom Brady's during the Super Bowl. So like it was like so they showed us this is Tom Brady's locker from Super Bowl, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. 42 or 49. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. Tom Brady, both of those venues, he played 42 and 49. Yeah. So that's a, it's kind of cool. I don't know if you've ever done a stadium tour like that. It's, it's kind of a fun thing to do, even at that stadium, which, you know, the history is a little bit limited because the Cardinals haven't been that great of a team. But um, they did have their banner for the world championship they won in 1947, back when people were driving buggy cars and, you know, having their milk delivered. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I remember when I did a sports uh, broadcasting camp, uh, not exactly for a football stadium, but I got to tour around Camden Yards in Baltimore and also got to tour around uh, Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia. Nice. I like that. I wonder if they yeah, stadium. Oh, go ahead. Does Dodger Stadium offer tours? They've got to, right? I mean, they had Vin Scully's booth. I mean, they, they got to now. Yeah, they've got a lot of history. That's uh I think it's important for those places to do that. We toured Candlestick Park before they tore that down and that we were that was we were, I'm so glad I did that. The stories in those walls, oh my goodness. What a great what Yeah, a great. especially the catch and then Scully also got to make that call for the catch. He sure did. <laughs> <laughs> he sure did. And me and my brother were in that so the the catch and I don't know if you're familiar with what they called the catch too when that was when um, Yeah, with Terrell Owens against the Green Bay Packers. Correct. And me and my brother were actually in that end zone. That's actually the same end zone that where Dwight Clark made his catch too, but that was uh we, we were sitting on the we were in the first row of the upper level in that end zone. So we're, our bird's eye view of that catch, we had a really hard time telling he caught it because there were so many. If you remember, there were so many defensive backs around him and um, it was so crazy. But I've never seen. Yeah. Yeah. It was piled on and it and it looked like he might have even dropped it. You know, people thought it was an incomplete pass. The Packers sideline was thinking it was an incomplete pass and. It was just really hard to tell, but the 49ers sideline just knew that was a catch. And Terrell Owens was like, yeah, I knew that was a catch. I caught it. There's no doubt about it. People forget that the a couple of plays before that, Jerry Rice fumbled, and the, the, he got the benefit of being the GOAT. He got he got the call to go his direction. <laughs> yeah. Let's see here. What what else can I talk about? I guess I didn't really have as much to talk about as I thought that. I mean, I had some interesting uh, statistics. I, I looked at the I looked at the Kansas City Chiefs. So this is what I do sometimes uh, when I'm trying to do my predictions for scores. If you're curious, I look at the previous uh, if they have appeared, you know, in the big games. I look at that and then I divide by the amount of games that they played in. So for example, with the Kansas City Chiefs. 
so you add it up to how many points that they scored and 72 points. So divide by four. So that would be uh, they score an average of 18 points in the big game. And then the Eagles, they scored 75 points. So that is one more point than what was total combined in Super Bowl 52, which that's crazy enough as it is. is. And so you divide by three. And so their average points that they score in the big game is 25 points on average. Because uh, I think right now uh, the over and under is 47 and a half points total. And some people are thinking that this game could probably cover the spread. And so I'm, I'm thinking that way, but I think this game is going to be sealed with a field goal. Uh, the Chiefs are well known for playing big games, but not having it be close. But I think this might be uh, their second closest. I have a feeling uh, that they could give a big game. Uh, I'm not going to say whether they're going to win or lose, but I have a feeling it's going to be one of those. And the Chiefs have a lot to overcome. I, I feel that if this is scripted, the NFL is going to go all out. <laughs> I mean, the it's uh, they already have an obstacle with the Philadelphia Eagles defense, but they're like, you know what? Let's do one over that. Let's give them the referee that that for some peculiar reason they have a hard time winning games when he's referee, and that is Cheffers. Cheffers yeah. versus the Chiefs, and they're thinking, let's see here, how can we go even more than that? Oh, let's have Mama Kelsey do the coin flip, but they don't. Have, but she only wears Jason Kelsey's you know jersey doesn't wear Travis Kelsey's jersey let me see here what else can we do Patrick Mahomes just won the NFL MVP trophy right and the NFL MVP that played in the big game hasn't won since Kurt Warner of 1999 let's add that to the script as well (laughs) if the Chiefs find a way to win this Man, that's a lot to overcome by itself. <laughs> well, I would, uh, too, I would recommend anybody who's been paying attention to football this year, it's been the year of the comeback. So if there's a team that's down by three touchdowns early in the game, don't necessarily think that it's a blowout because we've had so many. I mean, look at just any Minnesota Vikings game. Um, yeah, all- please do not mention Minnesota Vikings game. I'm a Colts fan. 33 nothing. What yeah. else was I going to expect? We had Matt Ryan as quarterback. That was, uh, well, he didn't put on the points for Minnesota, though. <laughs> Minnesota put on their own points. <laughs> yeah, but were the Colts really expecting a different result when they're like, hey, Matt Ryan will be starter. 33 nothing. All right, we'll have him keep on going. I kind of feel bad for Matt Ryan, but then at the same time, should I really feel too bad for him? I mean, he's played in the NFL. He's played in the big game. You know, that's a lot more than a lot of people could say about for themselves. I think it would definitely would be an interesting interview to have, you know, to try to see psychologically how well he has handled, you know, with 28 to free and now 33, nothing now. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Let's see here. Now, is Matt Ryan a free agent now, or is he still locked up with Indy? 
Uh, I think he might be. Uh, I think he might be considering looking to play somewhere else. I don't know where, but uh, hopefully he's not thinking about the Cardinals because he will not end on a great note if he does that. I understand the Cardinals is basically the retirement team. Yeah. So you got to hope for Aaron Rodgers more than Matt what, Ryan. What did you? You told me that you caught up on the uh, the Joe Montana uh, documentary. What did you think about that whole thing with? Uh, the 49ers trying to send him inside the division. First of all, that's su- super disrespectful on its own, but uh, trying to send him. Oh, in- yeah, that's right. He did try to send him to the Cardinals, but he's like, no, I want to play for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, because the Cardinals didn't have a line. He wanted they. He would have made way more money in Arizona, like way more money. But uh, but he he wanted to compete. Yeah, he and he also did. He wanted his back to survive. <laughs> Yeah, especially the way that he had to handle the Giants' defensive line. Yikes. Well, the Cardinals were just a, one of those franchises that just never got out of the basement in those days. They were just really not very good. Yeah, definitely. But we came so close. If the NFL was scripted, you know, I know it's a meme. I know that it's a meme. The NFL is scripted. But. If the NFL really was scripted, they would make sure that would happen. Joe Montana versus the San Francisco 49ers. Boy, I really wanted that to happen. I thought for sure that was going to happen back in uh, that last year that Montana played. It it sure looked like it because Kansas City was the best team in the AFC. Came so close to having Chiefs versus 49ers in the big game. But they made up for it for 54. That's true. (laughs) That is true. They did get it together finally. Let's see here. Oh, have you... uh, You you kept on mentioning uh, last time about how you were going to try to show your kids... uh, you know, the Little Giants. I discovered that Little Giants is now on Tubi, so you don't have to worry about getting HBO Max. You can go on Tubi and and watch Little Giants now. Nice. I'm going to have to put that on for him. No, we haven't watched it yet. Maybe that'd be a good Super Bowl weekend to watch. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of suggesting, like, okay, uh, this is probably a good time to have that, you know? I, I mean, you're not really excited for the matchup. I can kind of understand that, but... Looking at historically, I'm not going to be like the mainstream media mentioning about, you know, certain uh, skin color. I'm not going to do that. I I think these are two respectable uh, quarterbacks that play till till it's triple zeros. And I really appreciate having uh, having that coming up. You know, you have both quarterbacks that they play till it's triple zeros. Yeah, they're both uh, very good quarterbacks. It's it's uh, I'm excited to see how Jalen Hurts plays in the game. I don't think he was challenged in the playoffs yet, so it'll be. Uh, he's a great story too. Like I mean, you know, the NFL they won't they they don't want to tell the story until you know until the end. But um, you know, he he's another good story who you kind of like the Michael Jordan thing goes and gets cut and keeps trying and gets cut and just um constantly doubted his whole career and here he is walking into the super bowl with um you, you know and and it takes you it takes a, a tough player 
to do anything in Philly. Like Philly, that's not a good fan base. They're they're very they're, there's a lot of really foul people out there, you know, and um, and if they're not easy on their on their their quarterbacks or their their you know their own teams. They're they're pretty rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely for sure. I, I remember watching a couple of games, uh, you know, in Philadelphia, and they really get into it. They really get into, actually, they get really more into their team than actually the opposing team. Which I'm like, are, are you kidding me? They're already having a hard time as it is. Don't you want them to win? What, what what's going on here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you gotta admire their passion, though. You, I I have to admit that you know they 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 go the extra mile. So I also I don't want to end up being hated in Philly because uh, I ended up uh, being respected in uh in Philly when I went to uh, Scholastic play by play. I was very well respected in the Philly community. So I don't want to end up tarnishing that. So. Yeah, so you won't. You're not going to run my soundbite of saying that they were. Uh... <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I know what you're about to. I just about to say. <laughs> they love throwing batteries at people, and I just. It, you know what I like? You know what fan base I like is those those lunatics in Buffalo. Like they're only hurting themselves. They're not like hurting other people. So that's okay. yeah. They're 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 jumping the tables and everything and. Yeah, no but, harm, harm, no foul. You so so you broke a table that you just paid forty bucks for at Costco. Yeah, it, you know, great video of you with no shirt in minus twenty degree weather. Thank you for doing that for my enjoyment. Like I can't hate on that. But pulling uh, pulling your batteries out of a promotional flashlight and then throwing at the opposing team—that's a different. Yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah, I can kind of understand that. But as I said, they're passionate, and I got to respect them being passionate, but sometimes their passion can get the best of them sometimes. I will admit that. Or they threw snowballs at Santa. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's see here. Do you have anything else you want to add to? Oh, wait, Valentine's Day is coming up, and I ended up coming across a bizarre movie. Uh-oh. Do you want to hear what that bizarre movie I came across? Yeah, tell me all about it. Okay, so it was just randomly on, and I was like, okay, I'll watch this. You know, right? Uh, it wasn't exactly Hallmark, but it was. But it just reminded me of those Hallmark movies. I mean, this movie wasn't wasn't terrible. It was directed by some guy named Alan Smithy. But always, this movie was pretty good. So it ended up being it. The title was "Jet Sweep Off My Feet." Jet Sweep Off My Feet. I don't think I've heard of that one. Yeah, it just randomly came across bizarrely. It, it's it's actually supposed to take place during the the big game, apparently. So the guy ends up missing the team plane. And he ends up having no choice but to go on coach. And then he ends up falling in love with the flight attendant. And you know how it goes from there. Yeah. Does he get there at halftime when the team's down by a whole lot and ends up being the hero? No, I wish they kind of went with that. No, they, he gets down there and he realizes there's a whole lot more than life than football. 
And because like the previous game, he nearly got, you know, injured, like really badly injured uh, to the point that he was kind of questioning, should I keep on playing or not? And he realized there's a whole lot more to life than football. He ends up trying to propose to the flight attendant they randomly met. And then they start to kick off and that's how they end the movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite football movie of all time? Oh, let's see here. We were discussing about that, and that actually made it to one of the outtakes, but let's see here. Uh, okay. Well, I'll tell you my brothers. My brothers is Friday Night Lights. That's okay. my brothers. Good one. Pretty authentic. Like, as far as... Um... So many football movies are just so the same, you know, they're so, you know, they're Hollywood eyes. That one's one of those, uh, that was one of those. that's not as had a lot of gray areas. I like that. But there was a movie that I, that I came across that it's not my favorite, but it's based around one of my favorite players. Have you seen the American underdog movie that is supposed to be around Kurt Warner? No, I haven't seen that. It was actually really good. I was really surprised how good it was, especially the editing in some scenes. I was like, wow, did they get a, you know, a football, you know, film editor? Cause they knew exactly how to edit through it. Uh, I'm not going to say like there was like Oscar worthy performances, but I mean, it was a great movie. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. And Zachary Levi, those are pretty, he might not look like, you know, Kurt Warner around that age, but he did give a great performance that you would have believed that, you know, Kurt Warner, you know, the words that he would say. I mean, Kurt Warner was executive producer on it. So, I mean, he had to add the talk to Kurt Warner at some point, like, okay, how, how would you respond to this? Right. So he got some sort of clearance at some point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I watched that on the plane. Uh, that was actually my, my dad's favorite football player was Kurt Warner. And guess the reason why? Because, uh, you know, he played at Northern Iowa. He played for the Iowa Barnstormers. And my dad was crazy about, you know, Iowa because he came from Iowa. So oh, okay. he enjoyed the fact of, you know, someone from from Iowa or at least in some way, like from college from Iowa, uh, you know, ended up finding a way to be successful. So. Yes, yeah, with that great comeback story that he had, where he was basically out of football, went and did the arena football, and you know, a lot of times those arena football players don't even get paid. So I doubt he even got paid while he was doing that, you know. And um, just so uh, such a great story that he was able to climb his way into the NFL, and he played for um, played for a while. He played for had some great seasons with the Rams, and some great seasons with the Cardinals, and some seasons with the um New that, York New York Giants it was a uh yeah I wouldn't it wasn't gonna say great seasons but he did have a season or two with New York but yeah player and uh, I've met him before really super nice guy too as advertised as far as I've seen man I would really enjoy I mean if I could find a way to have him on you know, just getting to talk to him, even if it's not on the podcast, you know, just to get to talk to him. I know I'm being greedy, especially that I got to be like 10 inches away from Vince Scully. To, the, I mean, I, I can't help it. I, I would really want to, I would really enjoy hearing a lot of these 
a lot of people's stories and, and game from a different perspective. You know, maybe there was some points that, you know, a lot of documentaries were gone. Like, oh, that moment actually made a whole lot difference than, than people think. I'm like, wow, I did not know that. Yeah, kind of like uh, we did a signing with Joe Montana and I got to, you know, talk to him about just stories of, uh, you know, from all, all from all the way from training camp to, to like s- stories on college and stories on um, uh, like he's a big college football player, f- college football fan. Like he really watches and studies college football like crazy. Um, and it was just so um you know, it's it's like one of those cool things to hear the stories, even though there might be stories that you kind of piece together. You go, I kind of assume this happened. And then you talk to and sure enough, it's kind of, you know, like me and him had conversations on Brady and, and uh, the conversations that we had on Brady are um, were very similar to the ones that have been reflected this week during Super Bowl week because people have been asking him about Tom Brady and his uh, and he's being honest with his expressions about it. And it was stuff that I already kind of knew about. It was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy to have, you know, a great quarterback and then having to, uh, you know, talk about, you know, what, what will at the end end up being one of the great quarterbacks as well. Uh, yeah, some people will want to put asterisk on it and everything, but no matter what, we have to admit at some point, he had a lot more championships than any team, you know, in NFL history at some point. He's kind of like the uh, he's kind of like the Wayne Gretzky of football. I mean, the the numbers that he put up, that's not the kind of the kind the winning percentages and the Super Bowl wins, like what he did was, was more like what somebody has in a, a, a Madden video game career. It's not like a real football career, you know? So I yeah. Think- there's no question his resume unquestionably he's got more hardware than anybody else and there's no question he's in that conversation there's no question he's in that conversation yeah definitely but i kind of wish that reports you know i understand you're like oh tom brady's retiring oh tom brady's retiring tom brady has retired tom brady has announced his retirement and i'm just thinking we have been there done that Let's talk about this game that is coming up because it's kind of a rarity that we get to have number one, uh, you know, both number one seeds from the from different conferences facing each other. Usually we have either the number one, you know, you have heard of number one offense versus the number one defense, but both teams being the number one seeds facing each other in the big game is kind of a rarity when you think about it. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Let's see. Is there anything else you want to add, Tom? Uh, not much. Just uh, if you're a, a collector, a card collector, check out my Collectors Expo on March 19th over at the Ventura Fairgrounds. We're going to have um, about 80 vendors, baseball card grading. Um, there's going to be Funko Pops, um, uh, comic books, Hot Wheels. You name it. it. It's a sports card expo, but it's going to have a little bit of everything. And, and anybody who um, enjoys collecting is going to enjoy walking through and looking at these collections and being able to buy stuff, you know? And so it's going to be a good time. So it's kind of like a, you know, what a baseball, I mean, you've probably been to a baseball card show before. It's, you know, kind of like a swap meet and, uh, 
just really cool stuff. You see a lot of really cool stuff. I think actually, okay, that is great to hear, Tom. Uh, actually, I have a, here's an interesting statistic to keep in mind for everybody in the future. If you are betting people, I don't encourage betting, but if you are, it's interesting to keep in mind because in the past uh, five seasons, mostly, but especially with this season, the top four leaders in sacks this season, all of them were in the conference championship game. So that's something to keep in mind if you want to bet, you know, in the playoffs, you know, which teams to think of who would go the farthest or even picking your winner, you know, for your uh, your office pool. That's something to keep in mind. Who has the most sacks and that are in the playoffs uh, for that year? That's something to keep in mind as well. Yeah, it kind of shows you where teams need to be focusing. That's where the success is. It's right there in the trenches. Yes, definitely. Oh, I haven't mentioned my favorite football movie. I've been kind of dodging that. I kept on mentioning. Uh, let's see here. I mean, Little Giants is one of those movies I, I appreciate. You know, as a kid, you, you watch a lot as a kid. And it kind of helped me get interested in football in some way, especially seeing John Madden. You know, that kind of helped. But I think playing the Madden video game kind of had me interested before a little Giants. But that kind of helped me a little bit get more care. So not exactly my favorite football movie, but actually, gosh, I feel like a politician. No, that's actually not my, that's not my favorite. But however, it has helped me lead the way to make sure of having the respect and admiration of football. Gosh, I sound like a politician right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but it kind of led the way of me of wanting to learn more about football. So in a way, yes, uh, that could be a favorite of mine. If I ever find out, oh, I got it. I got it. It's the replacements with Keanu Reeves. Oh, that that's was, my favorite football movie. That was definitely a good movie. Definitely a good football movie. And it was supposed to be based around you of the what was it, the nineteen eighty strike as well. But of course they couldn't say Washington Redskins, so they were the Washington Sentinels in the movie. But I really enjoyed that. I I, I had a crush on the on the bar uh, tendress that ended up being the cheerleader. I am not going to lie. I, I kind of had a crush on her as well. I was like, man, if only it was Keanu Reeves, you know, like, man. <laughs> nice. And also having, oh gosh, I forget his name. And I used to know that name by heart. He, he played the coach. He, oh, that's going to drive me crazy. Uh, but I think he was also in Hoosiers, too. He was also the coach in Hoosiers as well. Uh, but he, he does a great job of a performance as well of being that no-nonsense coach, but at the same time he has a heart, you know, for the underdog as well. Yeah. Uh, he's Yeah. Nice. So who you think is going to win, Tom, as we are about to wrap up? Well, it is my belief that uh, the Eagles are untested. I, it's going to be 
I mean, it's I know it's a cop out. It could go either way because I don't know the extent of Patrick Mahomes' injuries. I don't know uh, what his limitations are. I know that um, he's at least had one person recommend surgery. Um, but um, you know, but I do think that Philly has gotten in there relatively untested, and I do think that um, number one, Kansas City has playoff experience. Kansas City does have. Uh, they have a really good defensive line as well. And um, when you get into a game of that magnitude, if you're the team that punches in the mouth first, it gives you a, a really big advantage. And for a team like Kansas City, they could punch them in the mouth <coughs> with all that playoff experience and stay on top. And that, that uh, so I, I really think Kansas City is going to win. And I do believe that they're, they're going to win by more than one score. But, you know, who knows? There's so many variables. Yeah, definitely. Especially, you know, when you look at it statistically, they feel uh, when you look at it statistically, it feels these teams are evenly matched. But if you look at the strength of schedule that the Chiefs had to face and then you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, it, it's it's different worlds. It's a it's a tale of two cities when you think about it. Yeah, the Eagles didn't even play anybody when they played them. <laughs> when the Eagles played teams, they weren't they, the teams weren't at a hundred percent. Yeah, but but an interesting statistic with Andy Reid as well. Uh, with the Chiefs and Eagles, whenever Andy Reid was on the sideline, uh, whoever had Andy Reid on the sideline, they ended up winning the game. So the Chiefs have Andy Reid on the sideline, but also the Chiefs have never worn the white jerseys. Which usually, statistically, the team that wear the white jerseys end up winning the big game usually. Oh, wow. And also, another thing that's interesting with this is the Eagles O-line is made up of mostly of the draft picks, while the Kansas City well, you know, offense is developed from free agency, and it's vice versa. The Eagles' defense is mostly free agency, and the Kansas City defense is mostly made up of their draft picks. So, so I'm going to say this. I'm not going to say who's going to win, but I go by defense wins championships. Yeah. But you also have to have at least a decent offense because the Iowa Hawkeyes had to learn that the hard way this season. They had a great defense, a destructive defense this year. They had a phenomenal special teams. But it's kind of hard to win games when you don't have an offense that can't not only can't move the ball, but can't even get close to being able to score. <laughs> so... My prediction is going to be a crazy one, but I think the score is going to be 28 to 18. And Travis Kelsey will have at least one touchdown catch. Yeah, I could see Kelsey having a big day. It's a, it's it's another big tight ends year. I could see him having a big game. Yes, definitely. Well, is there anything else that you want to mention to everybody? I, I know you mentioned about the, you know, the, uh, you know, for the sports card collectors. Uh, Expo. Yeah. Yeah. So I have the sports card collectors expo. That's um, again, March 19th. And uh, we're signing up vendors right now. Um, 
you can find more information on that expo at giggleslive.com. That's usually where you can find my comedy tickets to, um, I do a monthly show in Santa Paula that I'm a part of. Um, so I always do a set every time. And that is the last Friday of every month. Um, and you can find information on that also at giggleslive.com on February 24th. I believe it is. We have the very hilarious Mark Yaffe, who you've seen on Showtime, HBO, all kinds of places. So uh, Mark Yaffe is going to be here. He's been a friend of mine for over 15 years, probably over 20 years now. So really looking forward to having him out there. So giggleslive.com for all your giggling needs. All right. That sounds great. And also, you can follow him on social media as the uh, XL Comic on Instagram. And, you know, listen to... Trust me, people, check out his comedy when he comes out, either in Santa Paula or sometimes even Oxnard. I made sure of seeing him. I I wanted to make sure to see, uh, you know, Tom's is a stand-up comedy didn't matter somehow their pandemic was coming around somehow. I was going to make sure to see that, to see that show. And it was fantastic. I'm glad you came out, man. I'm really glad you had a good time too. It was a, it was a really fun night for everybody. I think. Yes, definitely. And I definitely picked up a lot of uh, joke material. No, 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 no. I mean like from the experience of it, not, not your, not your own jokes, Tom. I, I wouldn't do that to you. I would ask permission first if I could even, <laughs> borrowing your jokes right <laughs> well i'm really glad you came out man i'm glad you had a good time that 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 means the world to me and thank you tom for being on this episode of the industry or coffin cast as we close the lid on this episode of the industry or coffin cast now you have heard a lot about tom you know with giggles he also is part of project understanding as well and with myself i'm part of something similar to that but it's called industry horror industry horror we employ autistic adults both at the store and at the warehouse in the trades and silkscreen printing stickers, banners, and more. And no matter how large of a business or as small of a business or as large of an event or as small of a gathering, we would be happy to help out with your silkscreen printing, stickers, banners, and more needs. And if you want to help out, continue on with the autistic employment. You can contact industryhorror at gmail.com, industryhorror.com. You can also contact the social media pages of Instagram of Industry Horror Print Shop and Industry Horror. And also, if you want to shop, you can shop online, industryhorror.com, or if you just so happen to be around the Venture County area, you can stop up by the store off of 518 East Main Street in downtown Ventura, right next to the Buffalo Exchange store, right across the street from the Century 10 Movie Theater. And if you have any horror movie suggestions, please do contact industryhorrorcoffincast at gmail.com and also industryhorrorcoffincast.com. As well on my social media page of Instagram. I really do appreciate all of you industry horror hearers and casual listeners out there. As I'm Nathan, your host, telling all of you to have a horrid night. <laughs> and have a safe Super Sunday. <laughs>